The following content is brought to you by Orange Thunder, Paul Bramblett, and Abigail 13. You know what it means when you hear a random video game sound at the beginning of a show? That means it's time for Switchcraft, and this is episode 563 of Switchcraft. We're going to be talking about Hammerwatch being back on the Nintendo Switch. Animal Crossing has a very, uh, probably the most important update to the game yet, and Paper Mario is going to make his mark on Tetris. Uh, Those stories, and probably more, here on episode number 563 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Game Boy, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power, portable power. All right, everybody, this is your last reminder. I'm not going to say it again until next year. Um, The Podcast Awards are here. Go to podcastawards.com, nominate either 143 Pixels or nominate Nintendo Switchcraft as your favorite gaming podcast. Uh, It would be fantastic if you guys could do that, and a big thank you to everybody who already has. Again, that URL is podcastawards.com. Let's start with Animal Crossing We got some new stuff coming to Animal Crossing, and this is the biggest update to the game already. Uh, Starting on July 30th, which is tomorrow, or you know what, chances are you're probably listening to this tomorrow. So starting today, (laughs) um, they're going to be adding some new stuff to Animal Crossing. That new stuff includes fireworks shows on Sundays during August, which... Let's be honest, I don't care. I mean, do you care? Are you super excited about the fireworks shows coming to Animal Crossing? I do think it's cool that you can launch your own custom-designed fireworks. I think that's really, really neat. But for the most part, I'm just completely whatever. Who cares? But then the next the next thing. The next thing is turning Animal Crossing New Horizons into the game that it always should have been. Um, now what you're going to be able to do is you can go into your house, you can lay down in your bed and it's going to say, Hey, do you want to go to sleep? And you say, sure, I'm going to go to sleep. And then it's going to teleport you and your bed to some weird magical, magical cloud where you're going to meet, I believe an anteater named Luna. And, uh, she is going to allow you to access other people's islands, even if those people are not online at the time. Let me say that again. So I've got my uh, world completely done or whatever. I've got the five stars. Listen, I do not have five stars. My niece has five stars, all right? But let's say that I had five stars. Like I've, I've got a five-star island and everything, and I've got it all set up. And then you are on my friends list. You can then, t- I mean, they haven't told us how it works, but I assume that it's just going to be friendsless people. You can then teleport to my island and explore. Now, okay, here's the questions that everybody's going to want to know. Can you buy things from the store in your friend's islands? Can you um, pick flowers or fruit on your friend's islands? And if it's just a copy uploaded to the internet does that affect their copy when they next play and the game play sinks there's this particular update has left me with a lot of questions as to how it's going to work but i've always kind of felt like 
Animal Crossing New Horizons was Nintendo's MMO. And sure, it wasn't really massively multiplayer, but it felt like it. Like, it felt like all of these islands that we were on were in the same world. And we would frequently visit each other's uh, worlds, especially people on our Discord. We've got a a very um, a thriving Discord community with 1,500 people in it. And many of those 1,500 people play Animal Crossing New Horizons. So if you are looking for people to play with, get in there. Runjumpstomp.com will take you to that uh, Discord. Um, but it always kind of felt like it was uh, an MMO to me just without the actual MMO-ness. And now, with me having my island uploaded to the internet and then you being able to visit that, it feels even more like an MMO than it ever has before. I think that this is really, really cool. It would also be cool if you could go to an island and let's say, like I've got, uh, because because of the podcast, I've got a pretty extensive friends list. It would be really cool if, you know, I you were visiting my island and somebody else was also visiting my island at the same time. And then you guys could hang out for a little while. Like there's a lot of really cool things that could happen. Here's what's probably going to happen. You're, you're going to go and try it out and there'll be 7,000 dialogues from the moment that you decide that you want to try it out until you actually get to try it out. And you'll do it like three or four times and never go back because I got to listen, if Nintendo does not give you a reason to go to these other islands other than to look around, it's not going to be something that people take advantage of. People will take advantage of it at first. You know, they'll go and they'll look around and they'll be like, that was really cool. And then they'll never do it again because there's no gameplay mechanic that's attached to it. So this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that there is some kind of gameplay mechanic attached to this. Um, maybe you go and get dream notes or some nonsense on other people's islands. Uh, maybe there's, uh, certain kinds of bugs that are only in the dream world that you can go and capture on other people's islands and then bring back and give it to blathers or, or I, I don't know what they can do, but it needs to have a gameplay mechanic or people are just going to try it and never go back. Um, now here's the big, the big takeaway from this. My island is now uploaded to the internet. But wait a second. Animal Crossing doesn't have backups. You know, you've heard me complaining about it on this show. My son's uh, Nintendo Switch, we shipped it off to get it fixed. Instead of fixing it, they sent us a new one. And that meant that he lost his Animal Crossing save. Well, I guess we should have waited a couple of months. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell him if you don't. But uh, it seems like we should have waited. Uh, because now... There's island backup and restoration. Now, the backup and restoration is not coming until this fall, which is very confusing because it seems to me like uh, Wave 2 starts, and that's what they are calling the summer updates. Wave 2 starts on the 30th, right? It starts on the 30th. That's, That's today if you're listening to this tomorrow, if that makes sense. But the I oh no, it's available July thirtieth. So what was the hold on, let me let me rewind the video. So it says here island backup restoration service available July thirtieth, 
And then at the very end of the video, it says, oh, okay, I misunderstood the video. It says, and, and then there's a free update also coming this fall. And there's like a little pumpkin there. Look, Animal Crossing has yet to pull me back in. I played that game. I've got a couple hundred hours into it. I had so much fun with it. My whole family and I sat around having a lot of fun playing that game. It has yet to pull me back. Um, Island Backup and Restoration, very important. I'm definitely going to boot it up just to make sure that my island's backed up if for no other reason. And then I'm going to probably check out somebody's island. I hope that they make it easy, and I hope that there's a gameplay mechanic attached to it, because if not, people are just going to skip it. Anyway, what do you guys think? Is this something that's going to get you playing again, or are you are you done? Have you moved on? Are you tired of Animal Crossing? Let me know. Hello, Luke. Hey, listen. Making independent gaming content is a lot of work, especially when you're just one nerd in his attic. And I appreciate that so many of you appreciate that enough to join us over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash run jump stomp whether you are at the buck a month club or you're getting episodes of my shows early with the early access club or perhaps you are a producer and i say your name at the end of the show or like you've heard heard for the first time today an executive producer and i say your name at the beginning of the show no matter where it is that you land on there i really do appreciate it but i want to give you a quick update on early access uh, I did some research, I looked at my episodes, and a minuscule number of people download or listen to my show on day one. A very, very small segment of people will listen to Monday's show on Monday. And that makes a lot of sense because I don't post it until the end of the day, usually. Um... So what I've decided that I want to do is I'm going to continue to record my shows live on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then I'm going to upload those to the podcast feed on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, the next day. Now, if you are one of those people who come and watch the show live, obviously no effect to you. If you are one of the vast majority of people who listen to the show on day two or day three, won't affect you at all. If you are one of those people who listen to the show, like right as soon as I post it, I apologize. Uh, what I am going to be doing is I'm going to be taking those episodes and I will upload them to Patreon first. It'll come to Patreon first as part of the early access thing. So if you're of the early access tier, you will listen to it or, well, I mean, you'll have access to it that very first day and then the next day it'll become available to everybody else so like i said the 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 vast 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 majority of people will not be affected by this at all it'll only be a very small number of people and you know i i understand that if uh, i'm messing up your routine if that bothers you i i completely get that so you might be wondering well bill how come you're making this change well there's really two main reasons number one is that I'm trying to add more value to the people who are supporting me on Patreon without really taking anything away from the people who are not supporting on Patreon. Uh, the second thing, the second reason why I'm doing this is because of time. 
when I upload the show to Patreon, I don't have to do anything to it. I finish editing and I post it. I'm done. I can move on with my life. It's super easy. For the regular podcast feed, there's like four or five extra steps that I have to do. And doing all of those things right after I finish recording, you know, sometimes I'm just sick of sitting in this chair. (laughs) So uh, it's just going to give me a little more time, a little more sanity. And it will also be a way to reward those that are rewarding me. So uh, I hope everybody understands uh, this change, which is going to start happening next week. All right, moving on. Nintendo has the most video game hits. Hogan's Alley, The Legend of Zelda, and more like Metroid, Rad Racer, and you can play them only on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. If you didn't know, Hammerwatch was this really cool game that came out on Steam quite a few years ago and eventually was ported to Nintendo Switch. And it was basically a dungeon diver. You know, you would hop in, you would, you would, or a dungeon crawler, I mean. You would hop in, you would go through the dungeon, um, killing a bunch of monsters, and uh, you could do it multiplayer, so like somebody could play as a paladin, somebody else could be a ranger, and then you could have a cleric in there, or a, I think they called it a priest. Uh, and you could uh, go together. It was basically a dungeon crawler action RPG, and it's really good. I had a lot of fun with it. And then I got this email about heroes of Hammerwatch. And I said, well, what's that? I, I loved Hammerwatch. I want to see what, what are they doing next. And basically, they've, they, they're redoing their game, right? So they're remaking Hammerwatch, essentially, it seems like. Uh, you know, it still has the same mechanics. Uh, I guess you could say it's a sequel. Uh, but then what they're doing is on top of the game that we already had is they are layering like this city that you can build up by sending coins back to uh, the town, uh, coins and ore and stuff like that. So here's how the game works. This is the the, the quick and dirty gameplay loop of Heroes of Hammerwatch, which uh, I you know I'm not sure if it's out today. I know the embargo was done today. Uh, and I, I've been playing it for a couple of days and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, and I posted a, I actually posted a YouTube video about it. So you can check that out on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp. But, uh, here's the gameplay loop. So you are a hero, you pick your class, you go into the dungeon and when you're in the dungeon, it's procedurally generated. So every time you go in the dungeon, it's a new layout, which is cool. I am always a fan of that. You kill monsters, collect as much ore and gold and diamonds and other stuff as you can, and you find the elevators to send all of that stuff back to the town. You keep going deeper and deeper into the dungeon, or I guess they call it the mines, until you get killed, because this is a roguelike. Uh, so once you get killed, you make a, you go back to town, and now you can buy upgrades with the gold that you've sent back. You can um, upgrade your town with the ore that you send back. Like you can talk to a person in town and say, I want ore to go to uh, the blacksmith. And so as you send ore back, the blacksmith will unlock more things for you to then use. Um, there's a whole bunch of, there's like a tech tree basically that you unlock through your, playing your character. So like, you know, I played a paladin 
and he started off with uh, you know a sword attack and a charge attack where I would charge up uh, up against some monsters and and fight them that way. Um, but later on, I could get an ability that would do um, holy light, which would heal everybody around me. Um, I could do an ability which would let me do a bunch of damage to all of the enemies around me. I would be able to unlock something that would give me the ability to increase my damage every time my sword hits. It would increase the damage of all of my other abilities. Uh, so there's like a tech tree to it. And then you have items that you can get. There's a lot of customization that can happen with this game. And the thing that I love about it so much is it's all procedurally generated. The monsters that you're going to run into are going to be different. I mean, you'll run into a lot of the same monsters, but they'll be in different places. The layout of the dungeon will be different. When you come back to town and you go to buy upgrades, those are randomized too. In fact, you can spend 100 gold to randomize. to Like if you look at the three options of items that you can buy and none of them are really appealing to you, you can then pay like 100 gold and say, let's roll the dice again and see what else we get. Um, I'm, I'm played it for, I don't know, probably an hour and a half so far. And I'm really, really enjoying it. It's a top-down action RPG, roguelike, um, uh, dungeon crawler. And it's really, really cool. So if that sounds cool to you, then make sure that you watch the video so you can check that out again, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. And, um... You know, if you end up picking up Hammer Watch, or I'm sorry, Heroes of Hammer Watch on Nintendo Switch, let me know. I will say this: they should have called it Hammer Watch Two or something, just to, just to make it more obvious that it's a sequel. Um, I, I worry that there's going to be a bunch of people that go to buy this game, and they'll end up buying the first Hammer Watch instead, which is a really good game, but I think this one's better. I think that this one's better because of all of that crazy randomness. Uh, that's in the game. Anyway, let me know what you guys think of Heroes of Hammer Watch on Nintendo Switch. I tell you what, you know what I'm a sucker for? I am I am absolutely a sucker for Tetris 99 having their little their little updates where they do a, a mashup with another game, and basically they they change up what the pieces look like a little bit. They change up the background and they throw in some music from the game that they are uh, coming from. And the newest one is the 15th Maximus Cup. Um, and it is a, a mashup of Paper Mario, Origami King, and Tetris 99. So you're playing Tetris 99, but all of the pieces look like folded paper. The background has Paper Mario and his friends. And of course, the music is from that game. Uh, so if you want to know when you can uh, play this, well, Tetris 99 15th Maximum Cup event starts at 12 a.m. Pacific time on July 31st and goes until midnight Pacific time on August 3rd. So if you don't already have uh, Tetris 99 installed, first off, I don't know how you've been listening to this show for as long as you have and have not installed that game. It's fantastic. It comes free or it comes included with your Nintendo Switch Online subscription, and it is absolutely amazing. So, Tetris 99 Maximus Cup coming up on the 31st. Uh, you're going to have to earn 100 points, which is really easy to do. Probably take you about, I don't know, 40 minutes or so. You'll earn those, and if you're really good, probably a lot less, but it'll take you about 40 minutes, I would imagine. And then you can have this unlocked, so you can use this theme whenever you want. 
I love that they keep doing this, and I look forward to the next one that they decide to do. Before I get out of here, uh, two quick things that you can buy. Uh, Number one is the Switch Pro Controller is currently on sale for $59. Um, Usually, I think it's like $70, so it's $10 off. So if you do not already have a Switch Pro Controller, I was looking around to see if I could reach one within uh, a moment's notice, but I can't. If you don't already have a Switch Pro Controller, it's a really good controller. And at 60 bucks, I think that you can't go wrong. So that's on sale on Amazon. If you want to, you can just look it up or you can follow the link in the show notes. Uh, Speaking of things that are on sale on Amazon, there is a book uh, called Ask Iwata, Words of Wisdom. And it's, it's, I guess it's quotes uh, from things that Mr. Iwata, the former president of Nintendo, uh, had said. And, uh, you know, there's an editor that edited a bunch of them together. Uh, if that sounds like something that is interesting to you, again, there is a link to both of these things on my website at runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 563. Uh, by the time you are listening to this, it'll probably be, it'll still be the the top uh, story on my website. So again, runjumpstomp.com so you can get links to those things. All right. That's it for our show today. At the end of the show, I always thank our producers, which are the people who are at the producer tier or higher on our Patreon, patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. That would be people like Eric Smith, Jordan Forbes, Matt Hadfield, Bowser, Travis McGuire, Trucker, Paul, Brian, Reese, Josephine, and Bustler. Thank you to them. Thank you to our executive producers. Thank you to each and every patron. You guys are amazing. I I can't believe that you support independent gaming news like this. I really do appreciate it. I'm out of here. If you did not know, you can check out all kinds of things like our Discord, our Twitch channel, our YouTube channel. You can find all of that stuff by going to runjumpstomp.com. All right, let's get out of here. I'm going to play some music. That music that you are about to hear is Cornaria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. This show is part of the Giant Science Team-Up Network. For more information, check out gstu.net.